hey you, yee you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 we are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, it's your boy Uche, I got my boy, QDZ, for Sheezy, it's way too easy, aka Widow's Peak Bandit, aka Mr. Daddy Longlegs, aka Michael Gordon, aka don't ask me what's in my cup. What's in my cup is in my cup. What's up? Yeah. What's going on, guys? Hey! Welcome back to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys. This is another episode. This is epi- what? Episode 131? 131. 131. Shout out to the gang. Shout out to y'all for pulling up on us once again. And of course, we come with special guests. We we come bearing gifts in the form of people. You know what I mean? You know how this works. Um, we got a special guest. She's from the DMV or maybe somewhere else more specific. We'll get into that <laughs> a little bit later. Uh, she's a staple in the city on the radio. You know, WPGC 95.5. Say what's up to Coco Louie. Hey, y'all. How you doing, Coco? How you doing, y'all? How y'all doing? Doing good, doing good. You know, we 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 had to we had to get you on the show just because uh, we had to settle some some DMV beefs once and for all. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, you no, have no. kidding, aren't you? You have kidding. <laughs> Only half joking. You know, you got to have jokes sometimes. But uh, no, but definitely, you know, shout out to you for for pulling up on us. Um, you know, and, and y'all listening, make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure you like this episode if you're watching this on YouTube. Or if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, hit that subscribe button. Share this episode. This is going to be a good one. I cannot wait to get into this episode. Right? Ain't that right, there, right Q? How you feeling, bro? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I, I was excited about this episode like hell, man. Like, first off, you know, with the weather being how it is, you know, we getting hit with this hurricane. So I was like, I'm staying yeah. my ass at home. Right? But mm-hmm. this is going to be my excitement for the weekend. For real, for real. Mm. Me, my drink, and my my uh, football. So, let's do it. I'm with it, man. I'm with it. And you know, listen. Before we get into anything else, can can anybody explain to me how they name hurricanes? I, I've always wanted to. Does anybody know the answer? I don't know, but I don't like how it's always a lady half the time. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, you know, like I was that. I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm like, man, listen. I've never I've never heard a hurricane named after somebody I knew, but I'd be kind of mad like if a hurricane was just destroying every part of the a particular area and it had my name. Like that would kind of like that her- wouldn't kind of sit right. Yeah. You know hurricane, what I'm saying? Hurricane, hurricane Keyshawn. Keyshawn. You know, you never heard no hurricane Keyshawn. No, no hurricane uh uh Shaniqua or anything like that. It's always <laughs> oh, like a it's always like a Ian. Hurricane mm. John. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Hurricane uh, Joe, like you know, what I mean, so yeah, it's weird. So I don't know I how they. Is... I really don't know how they uh, yeah. get them together. Like they they get those names out there. I don't know. It's cool, man. It's cool. Nobody nobody knows. Just like that was the answer I thought I was gonna get. Just FYI, <laughs> just, just, just being real. Just, they just they got a hat of names. They just pick one. Yeah, that's hurricane. what they do. Yeah. Um. Let's 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 get right into it before we get into your background and everything, Coco. Mm-hmm. We're gonna you know intro the show. Um. 
quick church announcers. Y'all make sure to hit that uh, Zero Skips playlist uh, in the description right now. It features some of your favorite and or indie artists that you maybe have never heard before. Uh, this past week, we featured two songs. One was by a uh, Afrobeast artist named Aziz. The song is called Gaza. It's dope. Y'all check it out. Another one is by a gentleman named John Thomas. The song is called K-Town Baby. Really, really dope bangers. Y'all check that out. Zero Skips playlist in the description right now, only on Spotify. And no, Spotify is not paying us. Q! Yo! Check out RadiesGameMusic.com. You know what? We got like three or four potential album of the years that came out this week. You got Freddie Gibbs. You got Tory Lanez. You got... Tory Lane's album really good, by the way. Um, you got YG dropped, and also who am I forgetting? DDG, you know DDG, the, the person that said he thought racism was over. <laughs> <laughs> DDG dropped. <laughs> Kid Cudi dropped too. Kid Cudi dropped. So we got a lot of albums that came out. <clears throat> Check out our reviews on it um, in ratingsgamemusic.com. Absolutely. And so let's get into these topics. I'm going to make this real quick because I'm eager to really talk to you, Coco. We're going to talk about have music blogs become more impactful than the music, musicians themselves. Y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about. We're going to really do a deep dive on that. Um, also, uh, do we really want our favorite artists to grow musically? I know everybody, was, everybody always talks about, oh, man, this person, they've been making the same music for 20 years. Man, why they never switched it up? But it's like when they do switch, is that really what we want as fans? Y'all think about that, because uh, I can think of a lot of situations where we don't want people to switch up, because they, they really switched up in a bad way. Uh, and then also, we're going to get into gatekeepers. You know, is that something that's good or bad for the culture? You know, we talk a lot about people getting blackballed, you know, and, and it's, uh, I guess it's a part of the conversation for good reason, but can some blackballings be good? Are there situations where we do need people to, 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 to guard the quote-unquote gate? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it necessary or is it not? We're going to talk about that a little bit. But first, we want to kick this off with Coco Louie um, and really get into your background. So, Coco, thank you for joining the show once again. Can you tell the people who you are and, and, and where you come from and what you do? Yes. Well, first off, thank y'all for having me. And what's popping y'all? It's your favorite town boy, Barbie, Coco Louie. Um, you guys can catch me on WPGC. I'm a media personality. So, um, I do it all, literally all things media. Um, two to six, Monday through Fridays, you can catch me with the big homie DJ Flex. Then, um, turn around at 640 and catch the Hot Cocoa Report with myself and DJ Academics. And that's six to ten. Um, and then on the weekends, you can catch me also 10 to two Saturdays or 10 to three on Sundays. Um, yeah, just, yeah, that's, that's just me. Um, that's what I do. Um, I love all things media. Um, radio, of course, is everything to me. Aside from that, I also dabble in production, more so behind the scenes. Like a few of my friends, um, are directors and cinematographers and, um, screenwriters. So it's almost like we're on, we're our own little, a uh, hub of the new on the new day renaissance if you will like everybody's helping each other get to the next goal so whatever role i gotta play to get you to the end goal i'm gonna do it so i also um help with some of the screenwriting on a couple of projects 
um, literally everything, styling, set design, all that, wardrobe, all of that. Like, my hands is just in a bunch of stuff. So, wow. yeah. That's I think, fire. I think that's what you <clears throat> asked me when I... <laughs> that, hey, that's a good answer. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, this ain't no job interview, but damn it, if it was, you got the job. <laughs> you, you got the job. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coco, like, WPGC, I don't know, for people outside of the DMV, I don't know how much they realize how big WPGC is. Like, we grew up on it. Like, if you love music in the DMV area, like, you love the WPGC. More than likely, you know, that's what got you to love music. So, how did, like, that position come about for you? Like, how did you get involved with them? Honestly, um, it just... I don't want to say it just happened, but it kind of just did. Like growing up, I was always like a different kind of kid. So you know how the teacher may say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, oh, I want to be this or that. With me, my mind was different. So I was like, oh, I want to be a singer because I love to sing. I want to be a singer. And if I can't be a singer, then I want to be a hairstylist. And if I can't be a hairstylist, then I want to be um, a teacher. And if I can't be a teacher, then I want to be a lawyer because I like to argue. Right. This is me as a kid elementary school with these long lists of dreams and aspirations fast forward I love to write so um I love love writing so I think around eighth grade um this movie oh I'm telling my age this movie came out called 13 going on 30 and I just remember when I saw the movie the girl like she wrote but she wrote for like a fashion magazine so i don't like news because the news is depressing i'm more of like the fun stuff entertainment fashion all that so i'm like dang i know that being a singer is not like a typical everyday job so if i can't do that and i'm trying to be around that like how can i get there and then in high school i used to win everything off the radio concert tickets money all kinds of prizes like legit People be like, oh, I just heard you last night went off the radio. So the fact that I ended up in radio is hilarious to me. <laughs> but um, it was then in high school and I was just like, all right, you know, I want to um, figure out like how to, to really do this. And so um, I really didn't have like a bunch of like colleges on my mind. I knew a few that I wanted to go to, but I knew like, okay, not that I hate school, but it's just like I'm one of those people. I don't like being forced to do something. But I know I got to do this in order to get to where I'm trying to go. So I'm going to do it so I can get there. So I majored in communications with a concentration in broadcast journalism, TV and radio. And um, from there, my freshman year at Virginia State University, shout out Trojans, go go us. Um, But um, Hill State, I think my freshman year, I did like this crash course. I'm going to call it a crash course because my teacher at the time told us only the upperclassmen take it. And it was um, just one semester. And literally, you learn everything in the radio station, like how to run the boards manually. Like, it wasn't a digital board. It was an old school board. Like, we still had an eight-track player in there. And her, her reason for doing that was she said she wanted us to know how to still be able to move if the system came crashing down. You can still manually do your show. You're not relying on a computer, per se. So, I appreciate that because... You go anywhere now, everything is touch screen and it's a digital board and it's no shade to that because I work on a digital board. Like you barely see the old school board anymore, but you appreciate that skill set. So, of course, you're in school. They tell you to do an internship. And so a friend of mine, shout out to Ashley Mason, um, she was telling me about the internship at PGC. 
and she had just applied. And so she was like, oh, you know, apply. And the crazy thing is the time that I applied, I missed it by a day. So I was a little sex. I'm like, dang, that would have been lit. So she interned the summer before I did. But the following summer, I reapplied and I got it. And literally anybody that knows me knows like I work hard. So it's like nothing's too big or too small for me. I believe in hard work and really putting yourself out there and doing the groundwork. Like don't compromise your morals, but you know, really putting that work in. And so because I worked hard and I literally was that intern, I wasn't a nagging intern, but my hand is up. Oh, I need, I could do it. Yeah. I, I could do it. I don't, no problem. I could do it. Oh, you need me to be here? I could do it. This time, I could do it. So, from my internship and just doing really well at that, I was offered a job. Now, my job wasn't solely, like, on air. Like, it took some time to get there. But I also think, for me, aside from just having tunnel vision, it was literally just my faith. Because radio is a very competitive industry. And then doing radio in a top 10 market, like I believe DC is number seven. That's a lot. And then it being my first official radio job, like everybody can't say they have that. So I'm going against all these other people just trying to get a spot, just trying to get my little pinky toe in the door. And for me, it's like, all I need is my pinky toe because I'm going to bust it wide open after that. Like, just give me a second. (laughs) And literally, that's just how it went. Like, just staying like focused on my end goal and not being afraid to work hard for it and just really just praying like all right god like we ain't got no plan b so let's make mm. it happen like how we want how we mm. gonna get it done and that's just pretty much the short little long version of how no, i got it so and it works out just- it worked. It worked out. It worked out well. Like I didn't even know uh, DC was top ten. Not that I even questioned oh, of it. Course. But mm-hmm. I didn't know the stats on it. But that's mm-hmm. of course that's it's that's deep. even more important. You know, like the fact that you you are in a top ten market on a in, on a show that you know rightfully so. Like you said, the competition is extreme. It's steep. It's, like it's like I could just steep. I can only imagine how many people want your spot. Oh yeah, or feel like they deserve what you have, but it's like, hey, everybody putting in work, right? At least that's the idea. You put yeah. in a lot of work in order to get to where you at, and and so like, but like, what what made you kind of go that hard though? Because you know, there's a lot of people that that like, you know, they want to achieve things in life. They 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 feel like, oh, I want to be here. I want to be on the radio. I want to be this. I want to be that. But it's like, what made you keep going? I know you said faith, but like, what what is it about the the craft that you love so much? You know, in terms of radio, I just love it. I think because I'm a people person, because like my first my first love is singing. So it's like I just knew at 13, I knew okay, well if I can't be a singer, I'm gonna be around it. So it's like I've always been. My mind has always worked like that. I always think like way down the line, and then work my way back to where I am in reality. And it's just like all right. Let's set up a plan how we won't get there. It's not a hard plan because you don't know things can divert and go different ways. But it's kind of like a little blueprint. Like, all right, like if we kind of go this course, we could probably get there. It's like literally tunnel vision, seeing the angle and then just staying focused on it. So Mm. just again, just knowing what I wanted. And for me, I'm too creative. And I don't mean that in the sense of like I do this and I do that. But in terms of a person, a creative person, like. I remember I went to this uh, program. One of my friends worked at Bowie State. And so this was like, I don't know, maybe like 
20, shoot, 2016 or 17, there was some program they was having for the students. So I went to support her because she put it together. But Amanda Seals was there. Mm-hmm. Juju was there. Tamika Mallory was there. And was it one more? It might have been one more person. If not, it, I know it was them three for sure. But I remember... Like Amanda Seals was talking, I love Amanda Seals, even though she can be problematic to some people. I love her. So she um, she was speaking and she was like, a lot of times there's two people in the world. There are people that see black and whites and then there are people that see colors. And she was like, people that see colors are creative. And the people that see black and white, it's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, it's a numbers thing. It's everything has to make sense. Whereas somebody that's a creative, you see things on a like it's not just yellow it's marigold or it's mustard yellow and it's just like things are different for you so it's like for me I can't work a traditional nine to five I don't like being told what to do per se and that doesn't I don't feel challenged I don't feel motivated I just you know I just feel zapped so for me I want to be able to express myself in every way that I can and being who I am, like myself as a person, like I want to be able to reflect that and live that. So mm-hmm. what else better to do? Again, I I love the arts. So singing, dancing, like I grew up taking dance classes, all that stuff was in me. So it's just like, okay, again, if I can't do this or, you know, get me a record, deal, I'm going to be around the people. I love to write. Right. I love talking to people. So it was just like, it just made sense. Mm-hmm. And I right. think... Great. Thankfully, I was able to catch that at a very young age. No shade if nobody catches that when they're that young because you're 13. You got your whole life, they say, to think about what you want to do. But for me, I was just so focused. I was like, nah, like, I got it. I want this and I'm going to get it. So I don't care what I got to do without compromising my morals. I don't care what I got to because I got to stress that because... Again, working in radio, working in media and entertainment, it's a lot of that that goes on people throwing their morals to the side, men and women, you know, to get ahead. And it's just like, if you're not really about that, it may take you a little longer. Or people looking at you like you got a third eyeball on your face. And it's like, nah, I'm just, I'm going to put the work in the right way. Mm -hmm. And if it takes me a little longer, that's fine. (laughs) Because my seat going to last a little longer at the top. So, boo. I love the way you ended on that. Like um, that. But, uh, before we go any further, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, do me one quick favor and either move back a little bit or get, get in the frame a little bit more. Here, we good, we good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just yes, want to make sir. sure we get your whole, because that's a cool hat. You oh, thank you. Sure you <laughs> Shout out to B. Iconic. They out in Harlem. I love them. Oh yeah! Shout out, be iconic. Oh, I, I I gotta get me a hat like that too, man. Yeah, I need a hat. I need a hat because I need a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Coco, like you also you also do work with TMZ. Mm-hmm. How's that been? You know, TMZ um, is huge. It's crazy because that literally happened during pandemic. Like pandemic for me. And that could be a whole nother conversation. Like everybody's been affected by pandemic in certain ways. And for me, like that first year, it was a true test to my faith for real. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, everybody's dealing with different things mentally. And it wasn't like I was going through a depression or anything. It was just like, for me at my job, I was, I was the only one in my department that was quote unquote furloughed right? Everybody else is able to go to work. 
And so it was it was messing with me because it was just like, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, they said, you can't go nowhere. Don't, you know, don't touch nothing. Don't look nowhere. Like, stay in the house. Yeah. So being mm-hmm. stuck in the house, the same four walls, the same four walls. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm a people person. So it's like not being able to see my coworkers or whatever, then not being able to Ooh. do my job. And I'm like, okay, well, like, if I'm fired, just tell me that. And they're like, no, you're not fired. You're just furloughed. So it's like, ooh, ooh. Jesus, okay, like, I, I need to figure out what to do. And honestly, it kind of lit a fire under me because it's like you don't want to be – it's great to say, oh, I work for WPGC, right? But you also want to be able to be a brand on your own outside of that. And I always had my own brand, but it was like it really just made me go harder because it's like, girl, like – if they be like, okay, we can't do nothing with you, girl. Budgets, we gotta let you go. What yep. you gonna do? So it was crazy because uh, um, this girl that I know, she was telling me um, she had the TMZ, and so she sent me a text. She was like, "Hey, I think you would be perfect for this." And so um, they had sent her a message like, "Oh, hey, we're always looking for people, you know, to come and you know, uh, I can't uh, correspond on certain things. You know, if you have anybody in mm-hmm. mind, you know, let them know." Da, da, da. So, I hopped on it because, again, I don't want to just limit myself to radio. Like, I want to do TV, too, and correspond and things like that. So, I, you know, shot my professional shot. I was like, hey, a friend of mine told me you guys are always looking for, you know, people. I would love to, you know, correspond one day on a topic or two. And they hit me back and was like, okay, can we have you on the show this week? I said, absolutely. And it's been on and popping ever since and that was october of 2020 so that's it was yeah. like consistently you know, here we are 20, yeah. consistently 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 so. i see you i I just be you know on my laptop i just be like oh shoot that's coco louie right there like talking yeah you know to, but, to the tmv tmz people like <laughs> you know it's yeah, wild cool. but yeah huge look huge look i mean honestly you you said a bunch of stuff that's really important. I hope people like are catching this and really like kind of paying attention because like really it's all about creating that brand. Yeah, you, you know, have like, to. It, it's so important even now. Like I, I and and I wonder like people people like you or just whoever else is working in radio and some of these formats that have been a little bit more like I guess you know just different in nature than like what the internet has provided. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I know people can listen to the radio on the internet, but there is this like kind of I, I would say healthy competition going yeah. on, I feel like between radio and just internet based platforms. It almost seems like there's this comp- competition, but y'all are all kind of doing the same thing at the end of the day. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Do you do you feel that pressure to kind of like conform to some of like the more internet based things, even though you're on the radio? Like how does that how does that dynamic work? Not necessarily, and I say this because the conversation is always ha- being had about, you know, is radio dying and things like that. And a lot of people want to say, oh, yeah, because nobody listening to that. We stream it here. We listen to this there. But at the same time, there's nothing like listening to the radio. There's nothing like if you're an artist hearing your song on the radio for the first time. Yeah, we can stream it on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Music, all that stuff. But to hear it and to know, like, anybody else can turn on right now and hear it. 
you know, your family, oh my God, yes, I was on the radio. Like, it's that feeling. Or you run into the radio to hear the news. Again, we have all these blogs, shade room, whatever. But again, to hear them, it being talked about, not a think piece per se, but being discussed in conversation on the radio, going in depth about it, giving your opinion, having callers call up and give their opinions. It's nothing like the radio. Like for me, and I, I may probably be the only one that does it, but I, I'm a true radio girl to the core. Like I still get in my car and listen to the radio. And no, I am not that one that only listens to her station because people ask, do you only listen to this? <laughs> no, I like to listen to everybody because I, I'm a fan of certain people. You know, I like how they sound, but also my ears are trained a little different than anybody else because now I'm not just listening just to, oh, because I like them. I'm listening, do you got dead air? I'm listening to how you like interact with your listeners. I'm listening to see like the feedback, like how people interact with you, how your breaks sound, all this. I'm always a student of the game and it's not to bite off anybody but it's just like oh i like that that's what's up well that's cool or you know just to see what it is i think it's healthy and it's not a let me say from from my standpoint it's never a competition thing with me when i'm listening to other people i just like to listen also again i'm a fan of certain morning shows aside of the one that's on our station so I, i listen just to hear like what they're talking about like you know, there's certain segments that you just listen for. And, you know, like, I'm always going to run to this station for this or run to that station for this or listen to my station for this. So, again, I'm a true, true radio girl. So when it comes to conforming, per se, to the Internet, I don't think that has to be because, yes, they're one and the same, but they're also different. Like, the Internet, you can be, of course, a little bit more... You ain't got to worry about them FCC fines. If I want to cuss up a storm, I'm going to cuss up a storm because ain't nobody coming for me. Over on the radio, we got to keep it cute. We're on mute. So it's like, you don't want that $5,000 fine coming from your supervisor saying, uh, what you say? Because now you got to pay. Uh-uh. You said so, a what? So, a what? $5,000 fine. $5, you cuss, that's $5,000. They don't play. Right. Who pays it? Who pays it? The person who said it? WPGC got to pay it. The but, essentially, it, but then they garnet, but then they garnet. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's gonna come to you. It's gonna come to you whether you paying it or you getting reprimanded no. in some kind of way. Yeah, no, like you can. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Yeah, like FCC is very strict. Like not just with radio, TV too. Like that's why not to bring up the Janet Jackson thing, but like when she had the little nips, like that was you know they do not play. Them fines are real. <laughs> Them fines mm. are as real as they come. So hey, look you know, in the words of Coco Louis, keep it cute. Or, I guess, um, the opposite of cute. What, what, what's, what's the... Keep it handsome. Keep it handsome or... I don't know. Or pay the ransom. I'm trying to... I'm, Boom. Oh, hey, keep it, there you go. Keep it handsome or pay I'm the ransom. I'm here all day, folks. I like I'm that. I'm here all day. <laughs> I like that. that. On the fly. Oh. No, that's, that's dope. That's really dope. It sounds oh. sound like a challenge on the level. Go ahead, Q. I guess I got one more question. Yeah. Tomboy Barbie. Yes. Is <laughs> what that, is I got that? that right? Yeah. How, yes. where, where'd that come from? So, because I get that a lot too, or people say when they finally see me, they were like, you do not look like a tomboy. So for me, what I mean when I say tomboy Barbie, I'm very girly, but I am very much a boy at the same time too. Like, I love to get my nails done. My nails are always long. If you see me, if I never had my nails on, something's wrong. My nails are always long. I hate short nails. I love me a good wig or weave. I love me my lashes. I love me my makeup. I love me a good heel. But I also love me some sweatpants. I love me some J's. I love me some tints. Like, I I like to be comfortable. So, it's literally just me. Like, growing up, 
if I could climb a tree in a dress, I would. But my mom was always like, girl, get down your knees. You want to mess up your knees. You know, but I, I like I like just doing rough and tough stuff. Like, I'm very active. So that's what I mean by tomboy. A lot of times people think like it's the opposite or it's, you know, it's, it's giving like I'm a dom. No, no, no. I'm, it's, I'm just very, and that's why I said Barbie because I'm very girly, but I'm very boyish at the same time. But again, like right now I'm enjoying living my Hannah Montana lifestyle. And what I mean by that is a lot of times people haven't really put the face to the name yet. So it's like I could be out and you may not even know that you're talking to me because nine times out of ten, I'm never introducing myself as Coco Louis, depending on the setting that I'm in. If you catch me in like a media setting, of course, because I'm a walking, talking brand. So, oh, hey, I'm Coco Louis or whatever. And half the time, I'm not even saying Coco. I'm always saying Louis. Everybody else, even my friends, they'll say Coco before they say Louis, which is. I've learned to just accept it. Like, you guys will not have a whole necklace that says Louis, and you guys are still saying, Coco, Coco, Coco. Okay, <laughs> whatever. But, you know, but outside of that, if it's not a media setting or an entertainment setting or a work setting, then I'm going by my government name. You know, like, whatever. Okay. So, until that moment comes, and yeah, but when people do correlate the two, like, on my Instagram... You know, like this, this, uh, this girl said this underneath my comment. I had posted like a reel or whatever, and like I was just like in the robe, like it was just I'm like whatever. And the real, I like the audio, but I was just more so showing off my haircut. And so the the girl puts the comment. She was like, "I listen to you all the time." She was like, "You do not look like a tomboy." I would have never thought. She's like, "You are so stunning." Well, I never said I was ugly. Thank you, boo. But you know, just, that's not what I mean when I say tomboy. It's just tomboy, just yeah. being comfortable. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. or Barbie, like tomboy a, Barbie. Tomboy is a, a a word that people don't use as much these days. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Back in the day, yep. I used to hear that all the time. Like, you know, when I was in elementary school, middle school, I feel like it's a word that kind of went away. Am I am I tripping? Like, I people don't so. use it as much. I think so. Like, the, the 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 people who identify with that, I guess, with that word, that never went away. Like, we, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But oh, yeah, the oh, yeah, word yeah. itself, like, yeah, people yeah. don't really use that like that. Yeah. That's why I loved it. I loved when I heard that. I was like, oh, yeah, I know that. That's dope. Tomboy Thank Barbie. You. I was like, yo, that's yeah. dope. It reminded me of the old days, like, you know, when I was in elementary school and stuff like that. When that Absolutely. word. Absolutely. Oh man! So like, so, obviously, you. oh, you got you got another question? No, yeah. I was gonna say, what Coco Louie is is that like a combination of your government? I know you you, you mentioned. It's oh no, I get that question too. <laughs> it's so funny because no, no, no funny. I've done like it's weird because I do a lot of interviewing, so it's like whenever I'm being interviewed, like, I always crack it because I'm like, wow, y'all want to know about me? Like this is hilarious, but. There'll be these like super elaborate questions or these questions where it's like you would think they want these elaborate answers. And it's like, no, it's really not like that. But the name came from my Twitter. Like my Twitter used to be according to jazz. Right. And so one day I was like, oh, OK, I want to change my Twitter name. And I was like, I want something cute. That's like two names or whatever. I don't know how I came up with Coco Louis, but I just did. And then one day I was at um, an event. And so, um, this guy who used to work with us, shout out to Brody, Brody the Joker, um, he was doing, he was hosting the event. And so, um, I had like, I was putting something up cause I used to work in promotions for the station before I transitioned into programming. And so, um, I was like hanging something up 
And he was like, how would you, he was like, how would you do if you was hosting? I was like, man, give me that. So I took the mic. I was like, if I was hosting, I'd be like this. Yeah, what's Fabio? It's, Tom, it's Coco Louie. It just rolled out. Like, cause at the time my name used to be Jay Sharice. Like when I was doing college radio, it was Jay Sharice. Mm -hmm. So literally I had just switched my Twitter name to Coco Louie. So it literally, it just rolled out. And then mm -hmm. after I did it, he was like, Coco Louie, I liked it. That video. I was like, all right, that's a bet. And it just stuck. So wow. it's good. It's just big. I ain't never changed my Twitter handle since That's then. Yeah. <laughs> so, it got a nice ring to it. Like it, it does. It definitely does well. You. Like you know what I mean. Thank you. Thank and, and, you. And can you imagine? Can you imagine winning an award? Hey, <laughs> for best personality of the year, Coco Louis. Like it's such a like it's such a defining name. Thank like it's a name that like I feel people are gonna enjoy saying that. Just. In any Thank setting. You. you know what I'm I saying? I feel like that's the funny thing. Like a lot of these names we be thinking like actually came, oh yeah, I got it from the Bible. Or oh yeah, I got <laughs> no. it from like my father. No, it's so, like Chattel's Gambino. He got it from like a Wu Tang uh simulator, like yep. where it just like creates a name for you. Yeah. But you would think like, oh damn, he was ordained that name. <laughs> mm -mm. and the hip-hop forefathers nah exactly <laughs> the crazy thing is i remember when i was first i first started saying it like out loud because at the time i was still working in promotions but i was doing like online radio and like my own thing on the side and this guy that i know he worked at the station we used to work at the station at that time it was him and um, our intern coordinator, she was there. And so I said something. I was like, something, something. Oh, it's, my name's going to be Coco Louie. And I remember he was like, oh, I mean, that's cool. It just reminds me of Fat Louie. And so she was like, don't say that. She was like, I think it's nice. I said, well, I mean, it don't matter what you think because I like it. So it's still going to be that. And that's one thing about me. Like, if my mind is on it, like, I don't care what you say. That's that's cute. Okay. Yeah, I don't care what nobody say. That's, <laughs> like, that's how it should be. It got, it got a cool name to it. Yo, I, obviously you. people can find you on WPGC if they're in, I guess, the this general DMV metro area. But like, no, people, you can listen outside too. Yeah, I was about to say, like, where can people actually listen to you if they want to check you out? Yes. So, of course, if you're in the DMV area, you know the station WPGC 95.5. If you're not, <laughs> I sound like I'm about to do a talk break. If you're not near a radio, you guys, because <laughs> I say this on my show, if you're not near a radio or you're not in the area, you can download us. Um, using the Odyssey app and stream us there. I really sound like I'm doing a talk hey, break. Let's go. Or you love can it. go. Get you it. can go to wpgc.com and listen there as well. Wow, I really feel like I'm working on my day off. Check your cash app. Hilarious. Check yeah, your yeah, cash yeah. app. Call, call 1-800-COCO-LOUIE if you want to win tickets to your to the next show. Now back to regular schedule programming. I'm sick. Oh man! <laughs> now that's what's up though. Y'all get over there. Y'all check her out. Uh, obviously, follow her on the socials. We're gonna put all that stuff in the description, so don't worry about don't worry about it. Um, y'all ready to talk about some 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 burning topics? Some 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 things that's happening that uh oh, we yeah. should probably get to. Y'all ready? Yes, I, I'm ready. I, I think so. I think so. Let's do it. All right. Next topic: gatekeepers. Man. Gatekeepers, man. Ain't Damn, that, ain't you, you, you came out swinging. Yo, we going to go right... We, we jumping right back into it, man. Are they good or bad for the culture? You know, I, I feel like gatekeepers get such a bad rap. You know, don't they? Just the, the, the word just sounds so menacing. 
they it sounds like that person should be in jail, doesn't it? Like, damn, this person. Hey, what crime did you commit? Oh yeah, uh, second degree gatekeeping. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, like it really sounds bad, but like if you really uh... think about it, uh, to me, I think they exist in really every industry, right? And so, obviously, from a music standpoint. They're there, right? Whether we're talking about speaking to radio, whether we're talking the program directors at different stations, they might be considered gatekeepers, right? Yeah. We're talking about uh, people who, cons- who, who, who control the, the, the top playlists in the country on Apple, Spotify. You might consider them gatekeepers, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of different examples, but I guess where this comes into play is we've seen baby just drop his latest album, Baby on Baby 2, which... Unfortunately, I guess for him, is not slated to sell very well, at least first week. But um, people are really starting to have this co- this conversation about whether or not he's being blackballed at the moment. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, where does gatekeeping actually benefit artists? Or where does it actually do a disservice? And I- I'm going to ask this, I'm going to alley-oop this thing. Whoever wants to take the bait here, it's up to y'all. And we gonna I'm, go from there. I'm I'm say I think the gatekeeping, whatever industry it is, or whatever in whatever capacity, I don't think that it's always a bad thing. I think sometimes people may over exaggerate their role as the quote unquote gatekeeper, but I think that and and in some respects it is necessary. Now to flip it to the whole the baby situation. Here's my thing, because we were just talking about this, uh, me and Flex, uh, yesterday. And it's like, why can't it just be a thing of you being blackballed because of your actions, your mouth, how you carry it on? Ain't got nothing to do with nobody trying to blackball you. Like, you're doing it yourself. Like, your actions and the things that you say are overshadowing your music. And so now you're coming off as corny. Don't nobody care? Like, when it becomes to that point, like... Your actions are overshadowing your artwork. You lost it. You, at that point, are your own gatekeeper and you are messing it up for yourself. Don't nobody got to do that. You out here going on live, talking crazy, coming at this person, being corny, releasing a song, talking about something you hit Megan. Like, bruh, seriously, you're doing it yourself. Nobody has time for that. And then you got short man complex too, but that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) So, you know... (laughs) Insert oh, me, going, I said what I left. said. This is going yeah. left. <laughs> I'm just saying, he's he's doing it himself. It has, I honestly don't feel like it's a thing of him being blackballed. Your actions are catching up with you and everybody's tired of your antics. Same so, thing with the other leprechaun, but we're going to leave that for another day. <laughs> hey, Q, Q what, do you, Q, what do you think? Because oh, uh, I, 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 I will offer some pushback, but I'm going to let Q go. I'll go ahead. Go, do you think? So, man... You know, I think we all bias, right? I think every single human being on this planet is biased to a certain extent, especially when it comes to music. You know, mm-hmm. we like our artists for the reason that we like it, like them. And then we like the type of music for the reason that we like it, you know? So I think just naturally gatekeepers are going to be biased. And so when we talk about the people that are getting blackballed, it's mainly the mainstream people. It's mainly the people that reached a certain level um of success you know with their music so the baby who was actually at the mountaintop at one point he believed that he was at the he was selling like 120k 
like he was getting consistently number one with his projects every time he released. So when you're at that mountaintop, kind of going on what Coco said, you have an obligation to kind of, you know, make sure you watch what you say, make sure you watch what you do. And for the most part, the baby was getting away, right? He was getting away with knocking people out. People were still like, oh, that's the baby. He's gangster. You know, he was getting away Thank with, you. you know, getting arrested and doing all these antics. But I thought that it really was when he called out the um, the LGBTQ community. That's when it really took a left for him. And I, I think that's the community that you don't want to upset. So I think it's a mainstream issue because same thing with Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez got to a certain point where he was a mainstream artist and the thing about us as human beings is when we start to see somebody fall, that's when it looks the worst. Like when you go from a hundred K to his new project is slated to sell about 15 K like that fall. It's no longer a black ball. It's people are now looking at your fall and saying, I don't want to attach my, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to follow somebody that has fallen that far. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's a biased thing, but it's also up to the artist to turn it around, to make sure that your fall is not a free fall. You if know they what I care. mean? If they care. If they enough. care. And if, if they, they could admit, I think the problem with the baby, he didn't, he just, he admit no he did wrong. That was the thing. Like, after everything that he did, he was like, you know, I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to get my money. It don't matter. Like, I, I, I'm i going to hustle, which is a good mentality to have. But, you know, I, I just felt like he took too long to apologize. He he took a little too much of an aggressive approach to his response. Mm-hmm. And it turned people off. So the gatekeeping part is really, I don't really think that's the issue. The issue is he was never able to stop that free fall. You know what I mean? Right. You fall I mean, you just gotta like stop the bleeding a little bit. You know, he his his fall from grace has definitely been self-destructive. You know what I'm saying? Like it's obvious that he has not helped this case. Um whereas you brought up Tory Lanez, right? Now he's obviously involved in something way more serious, something uh, criminal, like there's actually hearings happening on behalf of what Tory Lanez has found himself in. Ironically, you know, Meg Meg is actually a part of both of these guys' story, but that's a different story. I don't even know if that's ironic that's or true. whatever. But that's a good point. But 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 the point is, you know, I, I feel like at the end of the day, man, I told you this earlier, Q. It's like Tory in particular just makes great music, you know, and and I think I think that like. At a certain point, when do we? When are we going to just say, okay, these people are musicians? Let's judge them for their music, right? And I know there's clearly more that comes with that, right? Like people can obviously offend groups of people, so nobody. I'm not making excuses for the baby. Like he was wrong, dead wrong, but like his music isn't hitting at all either. He's not making it easy for people to be like, you know what? Hey, man, I know you fucked up the baby, but like, yo, you actually got a hit. Let's go. Let's go ahead and play this one. Like, there is a such thing of, like, your music not necessarily being as quality because he might be, he might have other priorities he's focused on as far as, like, where he's even going. Like, I've never seen the baby this, be this 
Well, that's not true. I'm about to say I've never seen him be this extra to to get attention. The, the man, the man has been extra from day one. If we being real, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah, but yeah. like he's stooping to levels that are so. It's it's actually very cringy for him to kind of do what he did on Boogie Man, right? To mention the fact that he he, he hit uh, Meg Thee Stallion, and so. But be, beside all of that, besides all of that, gatekeeping. We I know you said gatekeeping is people are biased, right? Which is a fact. Everybody's biased to some degree. But I do think, though, that people in those positions of power, because that's really what it is, mm-hmm. do have a responsibility <laughs> to be as objective as possible where it applies. Now, obviously, that's an ideal impossible. world. It's an ideal word. I, I, I get impossible. that. Yeah. It is, but it's like, is it really though? Think about Tory Lanez, right? Think about think about this for for a second. He's accused of getting assaulting Meg Thee Stallion. He's actively in court. I thought that we lived in a world which I we know that's not true. I thought we lived in a world where it was innocent until proven guilty. I thought that's what it was, right? We obviously know that we, we, this, this world runs off like the court of public opinion. People make all types of assumptions. Why is it that before we get any type of judgment in that particular situation, somebody deserves to be blackballed? Somebody deserves to get their entire living that they make off this music stuff compromised because they're involved in a situation where it's possible he may end up being not guilty. We don't know. What, what, what I find more troubling is the fact that the court of public opinion chooses to rush to situ- chooses to rush to judgment before f- any type of facts are actually proven. Mm-hmm. That's a problem in my personal well, opinion. What do you guys think? I I should, real quick I'm going to say something Coco. Um you know there's a difference between canceled and blackballed. Like yeah. blackballed is people don't want to work with you. People don't want to champion your stuff. People don't want even want to listen to it, right? So mm-hmm. I think in Tory Lane's case, he's blackballed because, well, actually, I don't even know if he's blackballed. He? I would say he's, I don't probably, think so. he's probably canceled because people actually still want to work with Tory Lane's. I think the baby is probably more on the blackballed side where people are just like, eh, I don't really care to support this. Eh, you know, because Tory Lane's situation actually ended up creating a dynamic of, you know, on, especially on Twitter, women versus men. Like, you know, it really created a Megan versus Tory, women versus men kind of dynamic on Twitter. So I feel like a lot of the people that support Tory Lanez, not saying you, but a lot of the people that support Tory Lanez just support him because it's like this is the first time a man, like in a while on on in this generation, a man is going against a woman and like the case can be like go either way to some people. It, it kind of created like a hero of sorts which is kind of weird so i think that's where tory lanes gets his support i feel like both sides don't like the baby <laughs> like, yeah I, women don't like man, the baby. men don't like the baby yo, kids don't like the baby yo, you know what's cr- like everybody don't like the baby you know what's crazy yeah i'm with you on that because i firm i don't know i can't prove this but i feel like the majority of uh the baby's fans were women I, I don't know so? why I have a sneaky... I'm talking about before, pre-blackball, pre-cancellation, I have a sneaky suspicion that a lot of his fans were women. Like, I know, Coco, you called him uh, short man syndrome and all this other... You you, you you know what I mean? Maybe that's true. Yes. Maybe it's not. 
You know what I'm saying? I but did, I didn't I, think I, I a, a lot of women rock at with. first. A lot of women I rock did. with. It was just his little his 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 aura. He he gave off BDE. But <laughs> over time, it was giving a little teeny weeny, and it could very much not be that. But it's just like the way you carry on. You got a skirt on, sir. Relax. Yeah. Come your tits. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, with the whole Tory Lane situation, I think with that, I can agree. I think it's more of a cancel thing, and I, as unbiased. As I can be, because I have my own personal opinion when it comes to that situation. I think that just based off of factuals that we can see, like how both responded once that news broke, like how all of a sudden we were getting, uh, you know, Tory Lane's last, I forgot what he was calling it. We was getting his last all the time. And then the moment that got out, this man was silent. And so to me, it looks that that reeks guilty. Like you you got your hand in something. Because if if you're not, you gonna stand up and say, no, that's not true. You gonna say something. Then it's just like at the same time with Megan, trying not to really speak on it, trying to be like mum about it, whatever, because clearly we know now it's about to be a legal situation. And now it's like you're antagonizing her, and then you're trying to make it into music and like it I to me that was corny. You know, it's like don't do that. She's not going out the way. So now when she go out here and she making music about it, now you wanna get all in your feelings. But you you wasn't saying that when you when you was dropping songs, trying to say you ain't do that to that girl, if that is the case, allegedly. So now when she wanna respond back, now people feel away. Or people wanna say, Well, that girl lying or uh uh-uh, uh because of this, this, this. No. If we gonna keep it a bean, keep it a bean all the way across the board. Now, again, like I said, I have my own personal opinions when it comes to that situation. But I think for Tory Lanez, it's more of a cancel thing than a blackball thing. But the baby, again, your antics, how you're carrying on, you as a person, the way you're moving. Even for me, for me, with the baby not trying to be biased, but for me, it was the Danny Lay situation. Regardless of what they are, the fact that you were on live, we didn't need to see that. If you're talking about, oh, I wanted to have evidence, you could have... Hit record on your regular camera and had the evidence that way. The world did not need to see you doing that. You were being disrespectful. Regardless of what she was saying and doing, that is the mother of one of your children. Postpartum is real. You're antagonizing her. It's on live. You're bothering this girl. Like, she's sitting there holding this baby. Right. Like, please don't put the, the camera in the baby face and you still going, like, why? Why? So it's like, you doing stuff like that. You come off corny. I don't want to, if I'm an artist, I don't want to touch her. No, you got too much going on. Too much for TV. I don't got time for that. Catch you when you calm down. So you blackball yourself or you put yourself in that position where people don't want to work with you or they're like, shh, don't say that. You know, you did that to yourself. I'm not going to lie. I feel like that was the moment where he lost women. Like, yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, there was a lot of people. I was watching it in real time. Like, it was a real big issue. A lot of women wasn't really rocking with him for that for what he did. But wow! Again, yeah, not saying we side with her, but it's just you know, sir. I, I, I like the distinction though between canceled and blackballed. Though I like that. I, I do like that because I do think I, I will say I do think Tory was blackballed initially. He got upgraded to canceled. I think that's what happened. <laughs> so canceled is not as bad as blackballed. 
I believe that because I, I, I agree. I agree with you, by the way. I agree. Yeah, because if you think about it, look at what's happening now, right? You see Tory on the Breakfast Club now, right? You see Tory all over. He's now collaborating. He's now back on tour. He's getting more ingratiated with where he was, where he was before. Now, granted, he's an independent artist. You know, maybe the transition there is a bit, a bit different, but like. I'm watching Tory get ingratiated back into the music industry in a very slow manner. And it makes me think that, like, you know, he's no longer blackballed, right? And he mm. could still be canceled to certain platforms, but just not fully, if that makes sense. It depends, because his latest stint with August Alcina is going to end him right up in the same boat as the baby. You out here smacking people because they ain't give you all that? You look, you look wild. You look wild to well, me, sir. Well, well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Can, can we be real? Listen, I know this is the ill-advised wise guys. I'm being honest with you. Um, he should, he shouldn't have did that. Right? He's in a legal issue. That's how he's in a legal situation. But did you hear the way? Did you hear the way August Alcina was talking to him? Yeah. yeah. First of all, no. Did you hear don't that, mind did you the hear caption. The did you hear the tape? No, I saw. I just saw the video where he's like walking past. I saw and that, I, I like saw it too. that's I didn't hear any audio. I just saw the video, and it's like he just looked at him. Now, granted, the look might have been a little stank, whatever. But you won't run a nigga. Up. Can I? Oh, I can't no, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay. FCC. Now nah, we ain't getting fined. That's... Ain't no damn FCC. <laughs> <laughs> it, listen, all, fi all fines will go to charities. <laughs> <laughs> let me no. Let me let me let me practice it. You won't run a man a fade. Because he ain't dap you up, you look crazy. You you got your skirt on yeah. too tight, my guy. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but it's like, but it's like, look, you know, I do think without going into it too deep, like I do think we all are making assumptions about Get the dynamic. We don't know exactly what the issue is. I'm just saying, did you hear the way this man was talking to him? I can understand a Tory wanting to slap somebody for talking to him in that in that manner. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And you want to talk about skirts. Did you see what uh, August Alcina posted? I did. That was very, you know, very, huh? very, very... It was very skirt-like, was it? Was it yeah, not? It was, know. but I mean, yeah. he's also with the dramatics. He's telling his business that he smashed Jada. So are we, su are we surprised? No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not no. I'm not at all. We're not. I mean, you know, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that always confuses me, right? It's like, mm -hmm. in their content, like the baby and Tory Lanez, they rap about stuff like that. Yeah. So like when they actually do it, it's like, should we punish them? To because we weren't like I said, we weren't punishing the baby until you know the Danny Lay until he spoke up saying some disparaging comments about the gay community. That's when we started to actually punish him. But he, the baby, was running up on people, slapping people, and all that. So. It's weird because, you know, guess what? Will Smith, what is he? Cancel, blackball, Will Smith slap. No, Will Smith is, is just Will Smith. Then, then white people just upset. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, no, all. No, no. Will Smith is no, neither. No, 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 Don't, no, no. We're not, we're not about to, we're not copping please for Will Smith. He was dead ass wrong for walking up on that stage. No, I'm not saying that, that but he he's not canceled. canceled. He's, he's not, not blackballed, right? I believe he's canceled. He's not blackballed. I think he's canceled. I think, I think he's canceled. I think he, you know, but you know, he can't do what, which is another thing about the situation is he can't do what he did before. Like, you know, those fun loving Instagram posts that he used to do. He can't do it no more. Like people going to be like, yo, why you slap Chris? Same thing with the baby. I think the baby thought he can just go right back to like doing the whole, like slap people up and all this stuff. 
You can't go back to it. So, you know, what do you, what do you, hey, what, I don't know. How you get out of it? Look, man, look, look, black ball versus cancel. I like the distinction. I mean, we want to know what you guys think though. I mean, is Tory canceled? Is he blackballed? Is the baby blackballed or canceled? Like, what do y'all think about gatekeepers? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that something that uh, should exist or not? Y'all let us know in the comments, wherever you are watching this or listening to this. Uh, shall we move on? Yes, sir. All right, next topic. Do we really want our artists to grow musically? So... As of late, you know, with all these albums I've been reviewing, what I've noticed is that a lot of people are sticking to what they do best. Like, for instance, Freddie Gibbs, mafioso rap. He doubles down on mafioso rap on his new album. Pusha T, his last couple of albums, he's been doubling down on the whole, like, drug-dealing type, you know, thing. Drake, you know, he's been doubling down on, you know, the heartbreak Drake mushy blah 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 etc etc so coco I, I know i don't know how big of beyonce fan you are i am you're a big beyonce fan uh-oh you might i am me. you might kill me on this one so beyonce probably put out her most experimental effort with this last album renaissance i feel like it did not hit as much as I expected it to. Like, I feel like not enough people have acknowledged how much, you know, experimenting she did on it, how much she, she you know, challenged her artistry. So mm-hmm. it had me thinking, like, do we really care for our artists to grow? Like, do we really care for our artists to experiment? Or do we want them to just stay who they were, you know, when we fell in love with them? I personally, and that was when we were discussing this offline or off wax, that was the first person that I thought of. Like you had mentioned another artist and I'll leave that because I don't know if you're going to bring them up. But um, I actually, I love when artists grow. I think it's important for artists to show growth. And I think this, for me, I love this body of work. And of course, I know a lot of people were like, oh, what is this? It's on the fence. It's literally half and half. But I think... For Beyonce, I think this works for her. It was so far left from what we're used to hearing all the time. And it wasn't bad. And the crazy thing about it is, of course, Drake came out uh, days before she released Break My Soul. So it's like you have Drake trying this sound. And the thing is, it's like... When he dropped, um, I forgot what song came. When when the album came out before Sticky became the single, it was just like, what? Like, he trying to do house? And it was like, it didn't make sense. Like, it was like, mm-hmm. a, maybe like a modern take on house. And being so like, I have, my dad's side is from Jersey, so I grew up on like real house music. Mm-hmm. So when Beyonce dropped the album, when I heard Break My Soul, of course, I loved it. And I was okay, like, it's kind of in the realm of, like, when we heard Drake. But then when you hear the album in its entirety, that project, if you from Jersey or you listen to House, and House is not to be confused with Baltimore Club music because it's, it's a slight difference. 
But it's like her album gave me classic house. And then it's like Drake missed the market. I see what you was trying to do, but you ain't had the same people that Beyonce had in that studio with her. Because, yeah. no, you you missed it. Not by a long shot, but you missed it. Because some songs in there, it's like, all right, cool. I think Drake's album, it's a cool sound. It was different from him. But it wasn't too far left because we've heard him experiment with like Afro beats and things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. But... To to try for people to try to label it as like a house, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not that. Now Beyonce, that's that this for the girls, this is for the kids, this is this is that. And I think it was so different and refreshing and new. And for me, I love Beyonce, period. I love all of her stuff, but I think this was like it was just like something new, like all right, like y'all, we gonna break the mold and do something else, and it worked for her. I love it. Like that album has had me in a chokehold, and it was crazy because I saw something on Twitter. It was like, you know, the uh, this this album has been out for thirty days. I haven't listened to nothing else, and I was like, no facts. Like, and I don't even think you realize it. Like that album is very few albums that you can listen to from start to finish without skip. Right, and the way her album is done, the transitions just—you'll be crazy to try to. Oh, I'm gonna just listen to only this song because a lot of the songs transition into the next song. Mm-hmm. There's only like a couple that don't do that, and those are the only ones you can probably get away with. Like, I'm gonna just listen to this one, but if it's one that's going in from one song to the next, yeah, you just miss the 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 artist is is <sighs> Chef's Kiss. Like, I'm here for the growth. Here for the growth. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. say this. I'm gonna say this. I think I think growth is important for mm-hmm. obvious reasons, right? I think you know people should want to grow. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's musically, financially, spiritually. Growing is important. However, there is a such thing as growing too early. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you're not at the point where you you should be switching it up, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, probably this is not as Dramatic of an example as uh, Beyonce, because she switched genres completely. But um, I look at people like Roddy Rich, right? Mm-hmm. To me, Roddy Rich was popping for years, right? He actually, I should say, he was bubbling for years before you know the box hit when the pandemic happened. Everybody was loving Roddy Rich and his debut album. Please excuse me for being antisocial. You know, two years goes by, we're still in the pandemic. He drops his next album. Um, live life fast, and to me, you could argue like musically, the it's not that far off from what he was doing before. However, there are little subtle things that you can do within the music that you could consider growth. Like I felt like what Roddy was trying to do was be a, be a little bit more rappy. Like he was rapping way more. I, I, I thought he 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 moved away from the melodic side that really gave him. I at least stamped him literally like two years prior and it, and it caused a real big divide amongst his fans. Like, you know, people were really saying, yo, Roddy fell off. What happened? You know, he not really, his music ain't hitting like it was two years ago. Roddy, man, you fell off, blah, 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 blah. Right. And he took a real combative approach in the beginning. You know, he was like, yo, he was like, fell off. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm Roddy Rich. Like, what are you talking about? But then like, I think, the pressure kind of mounted and he eventually just said, okay, all right, I'm gonna give y'all what y'all want, right? Like I'm gonna give y'all what y'all want. I'm gonna keep being me. I'm gonna do what I was doing before. And 
I don't want to date the podcast in particular, but he dropped the song yesterday, right? It's called Stop Breathing. And I think it it goes in line with exactly what Roddy Rich was known for. To me, I think he's giving the fans what I believe, or at least he believes they want. And so sometimes the fans can kind of hold you hostage for growing too early. Like maybe Roddy Rich just wasn't at the point where they wanted to hear something different. To me, Beyonce has been around for far too long to not be able to be given the artistic license. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To switch it up. Like, she's Beyonce. Like, what do you mean Beyonce can't try something different? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's kind of, it's almost asinine to really even say that. But I, sometimes I think you can, you can grow a little bit too quickly. Like I said, I don't necessarily have a problem with growing. But some people, man, you gotta grow in a in a in a in a way that's organic and tasteful. Unfortunately, Drake can really just do whatever he wants at all times. Like Drake is an anomaly. He gets cleared by himself. Like he he, he does his thing. It doesn't yeah. really matter. People say everything he does is a knockoff. When he was doing Afrobeats, people were saying that's cheap Afrobeats. Right? Now that he's doing house, now that's cheap house. But it's Drake. He has his own flavor, right? On what he yeah. does, like he, it's not. The, I don't think he's trying to disrespect the culture or or the, these other genres. I think he's just adding his little flavor on it, and which I, I don't mean, think there's anything wrong with. To be honest, but let with me you. let me ask y'all what what do y'all want? Like so, if like Coco, if mm-hmm. Beyonce got Renaissance and Beyonce got Lemonade, mm-hmm. Beyonce says she's about to drop another album. Which Beyonce? Well, she is. We got two more acts of Renaissance. Sorry. <laughs> oh, she got too much. Okay, she got too much acts of Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Let's say she was like, I'm going to scrap the Renaissance idea. The next album is exactly what you want from me. Like, which Beyonce would you would you want to get? Like, Because to me, in my in my personal opinion, I think Lemonade is her best body of work. And mm-hmm. like, if we were to get another Lemonade out of Beyonce, I would be like, wow. Like, I think that that'll hit. But like, for you, what would you, what would you want? Would you want her to experiment again? I mean, she could because... I I think Lemonade is a great body of work, but honestly, I feel like Renaissance is her best body of work because it just goes mm. there. I think she mm. pushed the limits and honestly didn't care about the opinions of other people. And then it's like, just her attention to detail is so immaculate. Like, mm. And I think that because this album is so far left for some people, they're not really like tuned in as you could be. Like if this was a lemonade to see the the things that she's done, like in pure honey, there she, the, the, the sample that she has, I forgot. I don't know the guy's name, but I saw like on Twitter, like clearly we can hear it's a sample. Right. Mm -hmm. But I saw there's a guy, um, in the LGBTQ community and he was a a performer and it was his song that she sampled. But in that visual teaser that she dropped, of course we don't know when we get in these visuals, but in the visual teaser that she dropped, you see she has like this green outfit in one clip. That is the same thing that the guy from Pure Honey that she sampled is wearing in the song that he's performing. Like it's again, if you're not, like really tuned in or like paying attention like she it's just crazy it's, it's, it's just it's crazy yeah it's it's a whole experience and right. it's just like every day i've seen this several times like you'll listen to that album not gonna hold you first week listen to the album you think oh okay i really love this song but it's like you listen to it again no dang i love this song like every every day you grow to love a different song even more 
and it's 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 just a I don't know. I just yeah, feel like I'm in one little you. big disco I mean, that's ball. The mark, just it's like, it's that's the mark. Of, but that's the mark of a of a great album. You know, like you know, yeah. the great albums do that, regardless of the genre. Like when you. When you when you you have a different day when you you got a new, a new top five songs that you write like you you just keep going uh, back and forth like damn I really like that song like damn that one's good mm-hmm. too you know so each song is an experience Beyonce is really good at recreating herself like yes she Phenomenal. recreated herself like five six times and I think that's what she because even the Lion King album I thought the I was, mm-hmm. was going to bring that, that up that was a five Fantastic. album too I was going to yeah. bring that up recreated herself so do you give an artist more points? For are trying to experiment. So let's say they experiment and it's bad. Like Kanye did. Personally, I thought 808s and Heartbreak was average. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't. I didn't love. I didn't love 808s and Heartbreak. But I gave him points for experimenting. Mm-hmm. I probably gave him more points for experimenting than I gave him points for dropping. Let's say a college dropout. Like the fact that you were able to experiment. Is dope to me, but yeah. I don't know. Do y'all feel the same way? Like, so, do so, people get points for just experimenting? Yo, people definitely get points. You know, you don't have to. To me, like, especially when, like, I, I'll say this: when you're not known as somebody who experiments, then you just start experimenting out of the blue. It may, it may be a little left field. I'll give you an example. G Easy did it. G Easy for for the longest was rap, rap, rap. He rap, you know what I'm saying? Like his persona was all rap, and then he just flipped the script, and then he went like real alternative. It was just yeah. like random. It was like where does it, where does this even come from? It wasn't that it was yeah. garbage. It was just like, bro, like you're not even that type of artist from what you you told us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but in general, I give people I give people credit. I give people hell, hell of kudos because I do think it's it, it shows the it shows a different level of artistry. You know that I think. Mm-hmm. Some artists are just not capable of. Like, but, there's nothing wrong with the artists. There's nothing wrong with the artists that got one lane and that's all they out. do. I'm gonna call you What's out. Up? It's the ill-advised wise guys. I gotta call, call me you out. out. Call me out. The weekend dropped a pretty good album this year. He experimented yeah. quite a bit. What'd you think 100%. of it? You were like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but not only you, his sales went down, right? Okay. So his sales went down. So people are clearly on Twitter. People are like, I missed the old weekend. You know, the weekend that was like sounding depressed, but not depressed. Uh, you know, singing over hip hop beats. People are like, yeah. we missed that old weekend, right? They want that. But when he experimented, I thought it was actually pretty good, right? Okay. So, you know, like, so are we you call it? Like you some call- people... <laughs> I feel like Beyonce can experiment. We happy about it. The weekend does it. We don't like. Is there look, a happy medium there that we can get look? To? I don't. I don't have a problem with the weekend experimenting at all. Like I think it's fire. Like he's been doing mm-hmm. it for a while, like a couple years, a couple actually after hours to me was half experimenting. You know, half old. Actually, weekend. actually, even let's go back even further. Like the album um, Starboy. To me, Starboy is really when it when it kind of flipped, like where he was going mm-hmm. more pop and pop. just yeah. playing around with different sounds in here, here and there. But the point is, like, I give them I'm give them kudos, but the, but me giving you credit on experiment don't mean the music is just amazing. You know, there's a fine <laughs> line. You got okay. you gotta you gotta really show the balance, and I think that um, you know, yes, you can get credit, but let's not act like just because you experimented is fire. I think that's the problem we all make a lot of times too. 
You know, it doesn't equate to it being amazing. It might be fire later. I just Maybe. think if you're going to experiment, for me, you can get points to a certain extent because I think it has to be an authentic move. Facts. Like you, you, like you're doing this because this is what you love. You don't care about what anybody else. Like it's a true authenticity type thing. Like go, I want to just try something different. I want to give you guys something different. This is what I'm feeling. I'm evolving into this type of person. Now, when it doesn't make sense or you're just doing it just to do it, that's when it gets a little shaky. Another person that's good with reinventing themselves is Rihanna and bless God. Girl, if you're listening, please, something. You've given us the Super Bowl. We got enough time to learn this album by February, (laughs) sis. Just hear me out, bro. Hear me out. But she is another artist that I think was did well when it came to reinventing. Every album did not sound the same. And even with every album, it was a different persona that she embodied. And I love that. I don't think anybody's ever done that like Rihanna has. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Never. Every every nah, album throwing, you get is a different. Kanye. I'm throwing Kanye in there. Ka- Kanye well, no, other every, than Kanye, every, yeah. other than Kanye, just but nobody else other than everybody else. They may stay the same physically, not like as yep. far as like stature, but like their style. But them two literally embody the projects that they're pushing out. And you can feel like, no, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to grow with me or evolve with me or go on this journey with me. And you mm-hmm. feel it through the music. It doesn't feel gimmicky because mm-hmm. it, it's still there. And it's like even as the next album comes, it's an evolution from that last album. You hear it in the lyrics and the music and mm-hmm. everything. So for me, it just has to be authentic if you're going to experiment to get you know, my I'm, I'm, I feel You know, I'm huge on that. You. Q, you've heard me say that a bunch of times. Like, I'm really big on authenticity and like mm-hmm. it's it's sounding organic. Like, because you can hear it when it's not, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, as long as it's true to you, it could be garbage. I'm gonna still give you credit and be like, "Yo, look, man, I'm glad you really wanted to do that, but that album's garbage." Like, I mean, you know, like I could give you credit for trying, but I could still be like, the execution maybe wasn't great. You know, this mm-hmm. you can judge two, you know, I guess separately if you want to separate I- it out like that. But I feel like, I mean, I agree. You know, I think we all got pretty accurate assessments. But don't you feel like the people who are staying the same are winning, though? Like, don't you feel like the people that stick to their main base are winning? Like, for instance, let's say Housewives, right? Like, Housewives been going on for like 10, 15 years. They got a particular base. They got a particular way of doing things on the show, right? Shows. Right. That's what people want to see. Like, it's not wavering. Like, that's what's making them still stay popular. Like Kardashians. They just had another new show doing the same exact thing they've been doing for like 10, 15 years. They're doing the same kind of stuff in the public and it's still popping, you know. But let's say Kim wants to do something completely left field. Like Kim wants to be a lawyer. People are like, okay, we still want to see Kardashians a TV show. You know what I mean? So... How do we fix that? How do we make it that like experimenting still gets the credit it deserves? Because I feel like it's really not in today's world. It's Am not. I, tripping? I think we just got to stop putting people in boxes. It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. I know this it sounds simple, but that's really what it's about. Like I think we as fans, because that's what we are first. Like we're all like low key fans of anything. I don't care if it's a show, 
or I should say an actor, a, a show, TV series, an artist, right? Like we 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 like certain things first, like. But I think we gotta stop putting stuff in boxes because when we do that, when you get something different, you're automatically disappointed. If That's you true. didn't expect something That's different true. coming, you get what I'm saying. That's the first. That's people's it, first reaction. I think it just also depends on the artist as well, because and the type of music that they make, and then because music is therapy, right? So depending on whatever mood you're in, you're listening to whatever artist to get you through whatever. So wherever you are in life, you know it may not pertain to what that artist may be pushing out if they're choosing mm-hmm. to stay the same. So for example. I love, 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 love Summer Walker, right? Love her to death. Oh, her Summer album Walker. Over It, I, love I, me some Summer I played that to like, I was singing it in my sleep. Like that was my album. And at that time, I was going through my own little, you know, foolishness for somebody's son. And so when <laughs> her album, when her sophomore <laughs> album Still Over It came out, It was her truth, you know, dealing with all that she dealt with, you know, having a baby with London on the track, all of the drama that came with that. And I could appreciate the body of work. It's her truth. And I loved it. But as far as it being relatable to me, where I was at that time when that album dropped, I wasn't in that same headspace. So I listened to I appreciated it, loved it. But for me, it's like, it's not going to hit the same as somebody that's dealing with whatever they're mm-hmm. dealing with that can relate to what she's talking to. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, mm-hmm. I can, I can appreciate it from a standpoint, girl, I, I know what that's like. I've been there and I can, now I'm listening to it as a fan from, I'm just taking it as this is your body of work and you're pushing it out as opposed to, girl, yes, you sing in my diary, girl. <laughs> like it's, so I think with, with certain artists, it just depends because yeah. if, like not saying that she didn't grow because you hear the growth, the the sound of music is the same, but you hear within the lyrics and what she's talking about, you you hear the growth that way as opposed to different genre wise. So I think it it, also, it it just depends on the artist where you are with them and all that stuff just ties in. But again, if it's not authentic, it ain't gonna work. I'm gonna you know, be I'm gonna be completely honest with you, like. I think I want Summer Walker to still be heartbroken. Like, oh my god! <laughs> yo, I mean, like, from a musical yeah. standpoint, like, yo. the, uh, <laughs> she got a. I, 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 once Mary Keep... dropped, no more drama. I was yeah. like, oh man, Mary, Mary. I, I knew want you Mary was drama. Like, <laughs> Keep the heartbreak going, yo. Want, hey, listen, shout Mary. out. Mary said, no more drama. I was like, nah. Oh my god! Don't do it like that. <laughs> hey, push a T. Hey, I want Pusha T to keep selling drugs until he stopped yeah, rapping, bro. Like, yeah, like, I don't we, want him to stop talking about the coke deals uh, and this. That. I know, Listen, like, I get it. But we want them to grow, a- but nah, push. Keep keep doing it, bro. Keep doing it. But you know, a lot of people were saying that about um, Jay-Z, not like in a, a bad way, but like, what album was that with, with Tom Ford or whatever? And it was like, his, he's different. Jay-Z is not Jay-Z on the blog. Jay-Z is a Tom businessman. Yeah. So he's not going to be talking about selling coke down from VA to, to Brooklyn to DC. He's not going to be talking about that. He don't live that life. <laughs> not saying he ain't never yeah. lived that life before, but it is not true to where he is now. Like... It's only you can only talk about what you're going through. He ain't going through that, and his friends ain't going. All his friends, he put them on. Them they got money now, whether yeah. it's long like his or it's, it's yeah. falling up under. But they don't have to live the life he was living when he first started out. Again, it's growth, and I think 
it just depends on it's finding that balance of being relatable to your your audience but also being true to yourself and you know just trying to to find that like where we can all coincide together like you know we clearly ain't in the same tax bracket but you know you can still talk (laughs) some stuff that i can hear about that i can relate to you know oh yeah i'm with you on that i'm with you on that i think I think that's a good combo. I mean, you guys out there listening, you know, let us know your thoughts. Do you really want your artist to grow, man? And keep it, keep it a thousand, man. Like, it's it's okay to say no. I, I really feel that way. Like, we got to stop being politically you know, I'm, correct. I'm, I'm, it's okay I'm to be like, nah. Like, I'm caught in the middle. Like, I I think I'm leaning towards more like I want them to stay the same. Like, it depends on know. the artist. Like, hitting, I kind of it just be hitting different. You know, I'm they, not gonna lie. I got different. An- they, I got, we, I I like got different answers specials. for different artists. Everything I got I different specials. artists for different answers. Right, Musicians, they you should be I mean. specialists. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, you know, when I want my heartbreak, I go to Summer Walker. <laughs> when, I, when I want my drugs, actually, I don't. I don't do drugs at all. I want my drugs. I go to Pusha T. Okay. When I want my money talk, I go to Jay Z. Like, there's nothing wrong with you know wanting them to be specialists. Which, by the way, Rihanna, when's the last time she dropped the album? Was it 2015? No, 2015. 2015. I know. Yes, crazy. Does does Rihanna like music? I don't think. I don't think so. I legit don't think Rihanna likes making music. (laughs) I don't even think it's it's that. I I don't think it's she 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 doesn't like it. I think that. She had a goal in mind, you know, not saying she was dirt poor, but, you know, just trying to establish herself or, you know, create that generational wealth. And I think I don't want to say she got overwhelmed by it, but just seeing this success, it's like, all right, like if I did this, let me see what else I can do. Like, I'm I'm trying to get all I can get. And while she's doing that, she's also trying to save the world, you know, on her philanthropic tips. So it's just like it's so many other things. And then I think also. Like all artists, you don't want to be pigeonholed. I'm just an artist. No, I do other things too. But it's like, girl, we miss you on the music side. Like you, you yeah. forgot how we got here, how we met, girl. We met off the song. No, we met River. I'm a, I'm a be real with both of y'all, man. Like, I know she's performing at the Super Bowl. I'm hearing rumors. Who what knows if it's true perform? or not? That she's gonna drop. She's dropping a new album. Thank God, we've been waiting. I hear, I hear rumors. I, I'm not saying she it's gonna sure. happen. But what I'm saying is, like, if she didn't, man, it's it's cool. Like, it's still Riri. It, Riri no. is Riri. She got no. hits. No. She don't got to perform no new songs on that Super Bowl. She's going to kill it. It's going to be no, great. she doesn't. But my thing is, just the fact that she's at Super Bowl, it's like, okay, girl, so if you're doing this, are we getting new music? We, you don't got to do it there, but are we getting new music? Because we've been waiting for six years, we girl. You done popped out a kid and some businesses. Where is the music? Six She's years. She's a billionaire now. More but like you know, eight it's like, years. It's been, you know, it's been about to be eight years. Rihanna probably like, yo, like, see how we talking about these artists? See how we talking about Beyonce? We talking about like experimenting? She's like, I don't want the headache. Why, like, why release an album just for y'all to say it was an overrated or something like that? She's living life. She's She got her fancy. I don't know if she legit. Maybe she likes making music. But I don't know if she likes the other stuff that comes with it. Like the Yeah, we don't you know, know, man. We don't know, aspect. man. Listen, and we don't care. Riri. We just want the music. 
Hey, he look, Rihanna, if you got a new album for us, man, make sure you send it to Coco Louie's email first. <laughs> Please, girl. That's, I just want to... I'm, I'm grown now. Like, I've grown since the last album. Like, girl, I ain't had no baby, but come on. Like, girl, I know I can relate to some stuff. Like, come on, girl. What if, what if Rihanna drops a... Rihanna says, I'm experimenting. I'm dropping a rap album. Ooh. But you know, I would be here nah, for that. Nah, she, no, no, that's the bad. That's that bad. Would be tight. I don't know about that. She try, oh, it no, would she, be lit. No, no, no. She do. She do got a couple joints. She got she that one with rapping. Future. Yeah, she do. Listen, but she said she does, I think true. one interview, and this was within like pandemic. She said that she was going to be the next album is going to be something we were not going to expect, and then like it was talks of like an all reggae album, which is fine because mm-hmm. girl, you Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Oh, Give us man down. Give me twelve songs of man down. Ooh. I'm here for that. Like, girl, come, come on, nah, stop playing and just drop that it. That man down was different. Ooh, man. that was tough. That man this was, down that's was like, come man, on, like, that was tough. Stop playing and give it to us. Like, girl, we've been. Hey. What time is it? Time you drop that album, sis. Yeah. Drop that album let's, now. Let's, let's 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 start this petition right now. She ain't gonna she ain't gonna read not one of these DMs that she getting. It's cool though. Uh, let's keep it moving though, man. Great conversation. Um. Next topic. topic. Next and last topic. Have music blogs become more important than the music or musicians themselves? Uh, we've been talking about TMZ. We've been talking about the Shade Room. We've been talking about all of these people who cover music, and it almost seems like, in a lot of ways, they have more clout and more sort of power to kind of steer the narrative more so than the artists themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and a lot of artists, I see them getting fed up with the media, um, the people who are covering them, feeling like there's this ulterior motive, this like negative uh, perception they have of them. I just saw Tusi. I don't know if you guys know Tusi, the, the, the artist, who um, can't sing, rapper, rapper singer, mm-hmm. he does a little bit of both. Out of uh, North Carolina, like he just came out and was like, "Man, I'm done with y'all. I'm getting on social media. I'm pretty much sick of y'all." And it's like, and then another example, you got Coyla Ray talking about somebody's paying blogs not to cover her, and it's like, okay, like, wh- aren't you an artist? Like, make the music that people, or at least your fans, would probably want to hear and keep it pushing. Like, I feel like these artists give the blogs and these platforms a little bit more power than I think they probably want to. But what do you guys think? I mean, do you feel like do you feel like blogs have too much power and, and they've become a little bit more important than the artists making the music themselves? Q, I'm going to start with you. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think in this day and age, it's getting harder and harder to get people interested in just music. Like music these days got to be packaged with a whole bunch of other stuff like visuals. It got to be packaged with the person's personality and probably a little bit of gossip. So the, the, the artist probably won't tell you, but the gossip actually helps them. Like in my opinion, um, you know, there's certain bodies of work that I've listened to and I've been inclined to listen to just because maybe there's, they have drama. Like for instance, Tory Lanez, right? Tory Lanez dropped Daystar. Uh, and he was going through his whole thing with Megan Thee Stallion. I feel like it actually helped for a lot of people that are fans of his to hear what he had to say. Because like Coco said, he wasn't talking. Mm-hmm. Remember, before he dropped that album, he ain't say a word. Blogs are just covering, you know, covering his life and whatever. 
So you really got a chance to hear what he had to say on the album because of all the pressure from the blogs and stuff like that. So I actually think media helps them, you know, in a way. Uh, at the same time, I understand how, I think it's when media don't have the full story of something that it can hurt somebody, right? Like, um, for instance, with, you know, the whole Kobe Bryant situation, rest in peace, uh, it was really a scramble because people didn't know what was going on and there was misinformation, people trying to like rush to the story. And so, you know, a lot of people, maybe a lot of his family and friends heard about this, the situation on TMZ, you know, or on the news. So when it gets like that, I can understand what, where, where people feel, you know, it's a disservice to them. But if, if blogs and stuff are just reporting facts, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. If anything, it helps the artist, in my opinion. I think I agree. I think when it comes to, it, it just has to be a factual thing. And I, I think like to, for example, the Kobe Bryant situation. I remember I had to break that story that day. Crazy because I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan, huge Lakers fan. So when I was like at the end of my show and I'm seeing things on, I think I got, I was on Twitter first. And I said, I was like, what? And I was like, no, this ain't true. And then I got on Instagram and I was like seeing people talk about it. But I'm like, no, let me let me look for like reputable sources first. Hence what we're talking about. And so I went to TMZ and I didn't see nobody report it yet. I went to Shave Room and I didn't see nobody report it yet. Literally within like the next 10 minutes, that's when I saw it. And then I got a call from my supervisor like, Yo, you're going to have to break the news. And so I'm like, as wow. as a fan now, I'm like trying to not get emotional. But it's just like yeah. something like that is so sensitive because you're not trying to kill nobody gotcha. off. And mm -hmm. you ain't trying to get sued either for dropping wrong information because look at Cardi B with that blogger. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I mm. think when it comes to the blogs, like they hold power to an extent. It should all be factual, and if it's stick to the facts, if you want to give an opinion piece, that's one thing. But when you start making accusations or allegations, and then it can turn legal, and now you're being sued for something, that's when you need to stop. But as far as artists, I think, like you said, it, it kind of just plays a role because, yes, give us the music, but now social media is so prevalent, like... It makes people feel like they can touch the artist now. Like they want to be all in your mm -hmm. business. They can say whatever they want to say to you, whether right or wrong. And then forgetting that these people will clap back because they are human beings at the end of the day. So yep. it's like with the blogs, if you're pushing like only negative things about me, it's like, wh like, why not speak on what I got going on? You want to perpetuate all the drama? Why not the good stuff? Chris Brown says yeah. it all the time. Y'all always want to talk about when I'm doing something bad. But when I got good yeah. stuff going on, y'all never want to talk about it. Let's highlight this. Let's, you know, you, you're fueling that or fueling the minds. And everybody is so impressionable, whether young or old now. And all they see is, well, on social media, it's this. Not knowing that social media is fake. You put out what you want to put out. You make your highlight real. So I could be going through hell, but you ain't gonna know that if I if all I'm pushing out is happy moments or everything yeah. look lit. You don't know I could have lost my house just now, and I'm up here like, yes, we drinking, <laughs> we popping bottles. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, so right. I, it's like you're it's right. hand in hand. No, we shouldn't care or it shouldn't matter. But I understand why artists may pre may place a prevalence on that because it's like 
I'm doing my best to, you know, push out great music, doing these interviews to talk about whatever. Because even in the interviews, you take a small little clip and now you turned it and twisted it to something else. And now it's like, oh my God, this person that said this. That's not the full context of what I said. Yep. Y'all really trying. And so it's like it, it, the blogs, they have a certain power and they know it. And you got the ones like that are true to the craft and they understand state the facts we are here for the facts take your opinions out of it state the facts don't be messy and then you got the people that just don't care and now they starting to hopefully they learn from the cardi b situation all right let me make sure i'm telling the truth because it's gonna come for my coins whether i got it or not because it came out that she went to the bank to say stop all her money and send it this way like i don't care if she ain't got the millions whatever she gets she get a dollar that dollar is mine until my millions yeah, is paid off, so it's like, you know, that was a. And Cardi know, is rapping it, about it too. She, I, I heard yeah. a bar. She, yeah, she had a bar. About she it. playing with these people. <laughs> yo, again, but you know, I, I love Cardi. Yo. You know what's interesting though? Like that. I'm glad you brought that up though. Like that. That was a very monumental and pivotal moment. I feel in the, like the consciousness of the you know the relationship between artists and blogs, right? Mm-hmm. Like. The responsibility that may be there that these blogs may not even realize, yo, they got a responsibility. You can't just be out here saying whatever or else you might be held accountable. Make sure you say allegedly. You got to make sure you say a lot of different mm-hmm. things in order to protect yourself. But you you know what you know what I feel? I feel like, you know what, you know what we love more than music sometimes? Actually, a lot of times. You know what we love more than the music itself from these artists? A good storyline. <laughs> that's really what we actually love. Like, if we being real, not saying that's we don't true. like music, but I'm saying the storyline really is what sells the overall music mm-hmm. and the brand itself. Like, you know, I give you an example. Like, people are arguing and making all types of think pieces and talking about how much they sh- people should be canceled for producing this Jeffrey Dahmer doc on Netflix. And you and you look at it and you say, well, damn, why do people love? This type of content. And then you drill back even further and you say, well, damn, if you look at podcasts, and let's just use podcasting as an example, do you know that true crime is the number one genre mm-hmm. like oh, of yeah. oh, podcasting? Yeah. Like by far. Yeah. Like literally in the top 100 podcasts in the, in the country, this country, I think like at least the top 80 or at least 80% of them are true crime podcasts. So it's like you, you, when you really think about that, it takes you into the mind of the consumer. Like, people like the sensationalization of a story. Like, damn, yo, what really happened? What's really going on? Like, what's real? And I think the blogs, they know that, and then they feed that. But I do think there's a responsibility they should have to be somewhat fact-based as much as possible. And if they're not, make sure you're very clear that, yo, this is my opinion. This is not facts. This is entertainment-based. You're kind of a journalist at a, at a certain extent if mm-hmm. you are a, a, a blogger in 2022. So it's like, yo, man. But at the everybody got to just just be a little bit more responsible with, with the blogs I, themselves. There's nothing wrong with good entertainment because we all love that. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it can go farther than yeah. it needs but to the, if you if you just stray away from the facts. At the same time, I'm gonna say this, and this is historically. This is not just today. Artists got to stop being crybabies. I think a lot of artists are crybabies. Let's be real. Like, a lot of artists 
are first and foremost they say they don't like blogs they say they don't like media but they actually do like nav for instance nav was like <clears throat> he got mad at uh i think academics was somebody he got mad at somebody because he said how come tmz y'all don't be taking my picture you know when i step out like y'all i'm nav like you should be taking my picture like he legit wants paparazzi around him because it's a good look so like some of them just cry about it just because it sounds cool because i really legit think it sounds like a dope bar to be like F the blogs. You know what I'm saying? Forget yeah, yeah. shade room. It sounds like a dope bar. It sounds kind of tight, but in actuality, they need them. Um, and and this is this is historical. Like everybody for years have been complaining about paparazzi blogs and stuff like that. The tab remember it was the tab the tabloids. They talk about me. Some of it be true, but they don't want to acknowledge it's true. Like, you know, but you know, to me, the way I think the biggest thing that's that's concerning about this situation is that I think their ire or their anger is actually at the wrong people. I think too many people get angry at TNZ or Shade Room when they should be getting angry at the people, the consumers. Like, you know, TMZ is not a thing or Shade Room is not a thing if they don't have consistent people looking at them. Or watching them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's really, you know, a lot of times they their anger is geared towards the wrong people. And I think blogs a lot of times, media people, they be taking the brunt of their anger. And it, it shouldn't be. So I feel I like I had, to, I, I had to say that for us. You know what I mean? Because, you know, we no, do no, podcasts. No. facts. I agree size, with that. Like, TV shows. Get, blogs and platforms get scapegoated all the time. Incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Like it happens. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody mm-hmm. cares. Because, <laughs> like, it's weird, right? Like, nobody's ever in defense of a platform. It's like, nah. Like, when the artist says, F the blogs, people are like, oh, yeah, F them. Yeah, that's my guy. Like, or that's my girl. Like, nobody's like, what do, you, what do you mean, F them? They're actually pretty fair in this. Like, nobody, nobody fucking defends the blogs. Well, I think it just depends. Have you ever heard anybody say, yo, Shade Room, <laughs> yo, Shade Room's actually, you know, yeah, they're in there right for posting that. You really don't hear that. You only hear the side of the people going at the platform. I think it just depends on the reputation of said blog. If you're known to be messy mm-hmm. and only post mm-hmm. negative content or like mm-hmm. just junk, yeah. then it's just like, yeah, F them. Like all they're doing is talking about this. And y'all know all they do is talk about this. They barely shed light on anything positive or that yeah. makes sense or that's going to, you know, move you or inspire you. Right. Yeah. So. For for me, like I don't I don't follow um, a lot of the gossipy pages, which is crazy because a lot of like the time when I'm pulling my content, like you know I have to go and I'm searching, but I'm not just searching one. Like I'm searching several to make sure stories line mm-hmm. up, you know, exactly. because one story. Yeah. Okay, Bentley, uh, one story <laughs> matches. What's up, Bentley? What you think? <laughs> <laughs> hey. One story matches with the other, but it's like. If you're if you're putting out quality content or you're giving the facts, then it's it's not bad like that. And I think yeah, I think when when artists are saying like f the blogs, I think in that regard they're speaking about those that are just only perpetuating false narratives. And I think that mm-hmm. when people are backing them like yeah, like that's what I agree with the artists. I think they know that too. You know, it's like if all you're doing is talking negative, or I see that you always post the mess like. Even, for instance, like the whole, uh, for example, 
Chris, Chris uh, Krishan Rock and Blueface. Like that whole relationship, Situation you know, there, it's yeah. always being posted or they get into a fight or whatever. I don't want to see that. And it's like almost in a way like are you you're not posting in the sense of you're changing narratives per se but you're posting oh look at them like i don't even want to say like making a mockery of them but it's like at this point we all can see the situation for what it is it is toxic you know on both ends and it's just like instead of trying to get that girl help or get him help or try to help them to be in a more healthy relationship or move in a more healthy manner you're just going to continue to push this y'all they was outside fighting again look we don't okay they're gonna fight next they're gonna pay my bills or it's like perpetuate, you're exploit, you're exploit, per- perpetuating and, and, yeah. and making dollars off of somebody it's else's exploit, trauma, yeah. pain, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exploiting them. Yeah. That's a so that's it's like, way to say it. that's, that's where I think they, when artists say that, that's where that comes from. And I think that's why, or I don't, I don't think th- there's no care to, to be like, oh no, all blogs or platforms aren't like that. I think it's kind of just the underlying thing. Like, you know who that's directed towards. You know if that's not you and you don't push that out and your work can show forth that. Even if it is a story that's a negative story, if you're reporting the facts, there's no mess and no opinions in it. It's straight facts. It's black and white. Again, I don't think you could get swept up in that whole F the blog thing because you're, it's factual. It can't. It's right here. I got it from the news. No, it's not directed towards you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I, I will say, I think, I guess the last thing I'm going to say is that, or a question I'm going to ask is, our media is like, those media personalities and media platforms, are they actually bigger than the music now? Like, would you consider it bigger? Like, Shade Room, let's say, because I remember there was a time, right, mm-hmm. where, I'm going to say Meek Mill. Meek Mill, when he would talk about, like, academics, and he'll talk about, other media personalities, he would speak from a, like, I'm looking down, like you're small compared to me. Mm-hmm. I think at this point you can argue academics is probably bigger than Meek Mill. And I think shade room is probably bigger than the artists that they're covering. I don't think it's always been that way, but I think it's now becoming that way. Is that true? Is that something that am I tripping? No, I... Is that something y'all see too? Cause I think they're actually bigger than, who they covering now? I think somewhat, and I just Definitely. think that's just again off the content, like the content that they push, whether good or bad, the following that they have, people driving to hear what they're saying, you know. So it's not a thing of oh, I'm smaller than you, because also artists are stopping to be seen when they're on red carpets, and if they have a correspondent, hey, this is you know, I'm stepping into the shade room or whatever, they want to you know be acknowledged. So it's hand in hand, like. Of course, Shade Room ain't bigger than Beyonce, but I'm sure no, but I also know Beyonce ain't checking for Shade Room either. No. But it's like, oh, you know, if they mention her, it's like cool. But you know, like it just it just depends. It's like Yeah. It just depends. I I think I think certain artists get into a position like I mean, that's a good one. That's a good example where Shade Room's not bigger than Beyonce, right? Like Beyonce is Beyonce. She be she's so much of a staple. She's so much of a force no, no, no. that the president, that shade room is not. Joe Biden's not bigger than Beyonce. <laughs> In this country? Hell no. Nah. It's like, not at all. Nah, that's a fact. That is super true. So, but, but, but I'm with you. I'm with you guys on that. Like, I think, I think, uh, I think your question is valid though. Cause there's, there are some artists that yeah. swear 
that the blogs don't matter. It's like, nah, bro. Like, you actually got this twisted. Like, we're in the era right now where the, the, the internet runs a lot. And these blogs are social media based a lot of times. Yeah. And they control narratives. They have people who follow them and, and believe every word that they say. Like, if people are at this point, is, and you probably know this more than we do since you do correspondence with TMZ. When TMZ says something, that comes with a that comes with a certain level of like clout and just matter of factness. Yeah, they have you know, a people legal team. run to TMZ. It's like if T- TMZ did not report this, I don't believe exactly. it. There's a lot of people like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. And people feel the same way about Shade Room. Like in in that particular uh culture or in that particular sect, there's people who are like, yo, if Shade Room didn't say, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying. There's a lot of people like that. So I don't know, man. I think that a lot of these platforms have power. It's all about responsibility, man. Yo, do the people running this do the right thing? Just, just, just say the right thing, and I think there won't be any issues. To be quite honest with you, but we know that's not gonna happen. It don't work like that. People need clicks. You know what? And you know what? You know what gives people clicks? Lies. <laughs> and drama. There you go. There you go. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it is what it is. It's a competition, but. uh Coco, this has been great. Or I should I should call you Louie. People call you Louie. It's okay. It's okay. More so than Coco. It's okay. This has been amazing. We really appreciate you for pulling up. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, I, I think the people can really get some inspiration from your story too, because I'm sure there's a lot of people right now who are trying to make it in radio, you know, and and, and I feel like your story could really be you know, inspirational. And not even just for radio, just if you want to be a personality in yeah. general. It takes a certain level of dedication. If you want and be anything, uh, consistency, bro, bro. you know what I'm saying, to really get there. So, if you want to be, if you want to be anything, like hustle and and work hard. Yeah, like at, at what you do, stay stay true to who you are. That's kind of the message I got from from your story. So, absolutely. Where, where can the people find you on social media if they want to interact with you and follow you and whatnot? Yes, um, <laughs> I got them on air. You guys can follow your Here favorite top boy Barbie on Instagram at the Coco underscore Louie. That's T H E C O C O underscore L O U I E. Twitter is Coco underscore Louie. TikTok is Coco underscore Louie. I'm still trying to catch the hang of that. So, yeah. Um, whoo, YouTube is the Louie Chronicles. But that's... I have a link for that in my Instagram bio. And, um, yeah, of course, I'm on your airwaves Monday through Friday, 2 to 6, then at 6.40. And then on Sundays, Saturdays and Sundays, 10 to 3, 10 to 2. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I truly, truly enjoyed. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Oh man, we it, we forgot to have a DMV convo. I guess we're gonna have to do that next time. <laughs> what the what the real DMV is? Yeah, we you know what we should do. Hey, let's go like let, let's because you know it'd be cool. Like let's let's I don't know if you guys use Instagram Live. Yo, let's have like a, a live convo. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine people in real time being like, "Nah, she dead ass." Wrong. No, that's not true. What do you mean? Yeah, what about nah, Bowie? I don't know about, about Boko. I don't know about this. I don't know. <laughs> That would be funny. That would be Chantilly. Chantilly. Nah, Chantilly. Chantilly's DMV. <laughs> Centerville. We like, nah, there might be nah. people out there from Fredericksburg talking about, we from the DMV, bro. What do you mean? No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. Have a seat, honey. But if you ain't been to Yums, if you ain't been to Yums, you ain't from the DMV. There you go. Yums mm. one or two. There you go. Mostly two. Mostly two. Uh, we appreciate you, like I said. 
And for you guys out there, if you made it this far, man, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like this episode. Make sure you share it with somebody that you like. This is the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast. And as always, if you are giving advice, just make sure it's ill. Yes, sir. Bow. Peace.